Matthew 8 and 20. And it's, it's talking about peace. Amen. And Jesus said unto him, The foxes have holes, and the birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man hath not where to lay his head. And I want to grab a title called A Moment to Rest. A moment to rest. Jesus said, The foxes have holes and the birds have birds of the air have their nests, but the Son of Man have nowhere to rest. And this is a main scripture we're gonna deal with as far as the subject of a moment to rest. Now Jesus was from a royal lineage from the house of David. And we know that between David and Joseph, Joseph was um, Jesus' earthly father. Amen? Now we know that Jesus was, Mary was impregnated by the Holy Spirit. Amen? So it wasn't actually Joseph who impregnated Mary. It was the Holy Ghost. But yet Joseph was still his father. Amen? He didn't say stepfather. I don't know where they get that term from. I, I didn't, never read stepfather in the Bible. Amen? So Joseph was Jesus's earthly father. Amen. So from David to Joseph, there was 40 people in between there. So Jesus lineage was goes all the way back to David. 40 times. Amen. So if you got three people in between, that's your great great grandfather. Amen. So just imagine a whole bunch of greats. But they just call him, to make it short, the son of David. Amen? So he was he, he lived in Jerusalem. Well, he lived in uh, among his people in the province of Judea. Judea was actually Judah, but it was a Ro Roman pro province at the time of Jesus' birth. So when you're in that area, even though he was of a, of, of a son of David, a literal son of David, People thought, you know, oh, that's Jesus, you know, you know, that's just Jesus. But he was actually from a royal lineage. And un un he wasn't, he didn't come through the lineage of Solomon. He came through David's son, Nathan. Now we know that David had Solomon and Solomon had Rehoboam. And then Rehoboam had Ab Abijam and then Asa and then all the kings of Israel. So Jesus wasn't from that royal line of kings a succession from it, uh, the kings of Judah but he was from David's son Nathan but he was still a son of David amen and he said a prophet is not without honor but in his own country and among his own kin and in his own house saying that you can be a mighty man of God but when you're around the people you grew up with, oh, you just Shirley, you just Tim, you just Johnny. That's how they say, you know, when you're among them people, they just treat you like they know you your whole life. But you might have a word from God, you might have, might be the next world changer, amen? But they're gonna look at you as common because they came up with you, amen? But because of the many miracles, the sayings and the wonders he exemplified, during his ministry, his three-year ministry upon the earth, they couldn't they couldn't deny 
he amassed a huge following. Amen? So even though these people looked at him as common, his words speak for itself. Amen? When people couldn't see before, they was blind, and then they walk around seeing, they said, how, how could you see? Jesus touched me. And you had a lot of people had that testimony. Amen? So they couldn't deny the power of God. Amen? So he had a three-year ministry. And Palm Sunday is like the uh, the culmination, the end of his ministry. All the things he's done and people talked about him for so many years. And here comes Palm Sunday. He's, he's entering the time where his ministry is about to end. Amen. So Matthew 21 and 10 picks up and said, and when he had come into Jerusalem, all the city was moved, saying, who is this? And the multitude said, this is Jesus, the prophet of Nazareth of Galilee. And Jesus went into the temple of God and cast out all them that sold and bought in the temple and overthrew the tables of the money changers and the seats of them that sold doves and said unto them, it is written, my house shall be called the house of prayer. But ye have made it a den of thieves. After the culmination of his whole ministry, his first act after entering into Jerusalem on Palm Sunday was to proclaim the purpose of the house of God. The purpose of the house of God at that time stopped. Israel was to be a house of prayer. Even today, the church, this is a house of prayer. It's not to be merchandise. It's not to be made a living off of, a, 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 a making money off of. Amen? So his first thing was to set the house in order. Because when a house drifts away and, and start getting off focus and start focusing on programs, except um, and away from deliverance, you know, it's start focused on making money away from setting the blind free, it's away from souls. We need to set the house in order. So the house needs to be set in order. That's the first thing he did. 14 says, and the blind and the lame came to him in the temple and he healed them. So he did this after he threw the men out who was making money off, off the word of the Lord. And they knew they needed sacrifices. So they sold them. They was making merchandise off. Amen. This was wrong. So his first act, then the second act was to address the problems of the people. So he healed them. He solved the problems. So that goes to show you got to be focused first on the things, on the purpose of God, the purpose of the church. And then you'll be able to solve the problem of the people. Amen. But you know what? You always got some haters out there. You look, you try to do the right thing. You try to come up straight street. You try to do what everything is right. What does save the Lord? And you still going to get a hater. If you did everything right, Jesus was perfect. He did everything right. And he got haters anyway. Amen. Verse 15 said, and when the chief priests and scribes saw the wonderful things that he did and the children crying in the temple and saying, Hosanna, to the son of David, they were sore displeased. 
Now these people who never walked before getting up, walking and running, never seen before looking at sunsets, never heard before can hear their mother's voice. And people still get mad. We got a failure to communicate. Houston, we got a problem. That's, that's an issue. So that shows us no matter what you do, somebody going to say something. Amen? It's just the way things is. It's always going to be a negative reaction somewhere from some corner. So, even if you're solving issues on a global level, they're going to talk about you. Amen? Verse 16 says, And they said unto him, Hearest thou what the what these say? They're talking to Jesus. You hear them talking about you, Jesus, right? You hear what they're saying. What you going to say? What Jesus said was, Have ye never read out of the mouth of babes and sucklings thou hast perfected praise? What, what they're saying is, You don't need to be educated to give a good response. Like the man said, who got healed of, 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 of blindness. The Pharisees said, who did this? They asked his parents. Now this man was grown. They said, he's of age, ask him. He said, I don't know if you're a Republican. I don't know if you're a Democrat. I don't know what he was, but I know one thing, I was blind. But now I can see y'all figure out the, the political, all that stuff. Y'all figure it out later. So they tried to twist him up. So out of the mouth of babe, you can't deny what he's done. He looked back on your life. And some things that nobody know about except for you, you can't deny that Jesus lives. That's why you serving him today. That's why you listening to the sound of my voice. That's why I'm up here now. Because Jesus delivered me and he set me free. And he did so many things in my life. I can't deny the power of God. So the world says you need to be educated. You need a certificate. You need to be qualified. You need to be this. But Jesus said out of the mouth of babes. Jesus changed the world with 12 ignorant men. Save Luke. He was a doctor. It don't take an education. Amen? And 17 says, And he left them and went out of the city unto Bethany, and he lodged there. And that's, that's key. That's key. He lodged there. Amen? We're talking about a moment to rest. Amen? So Jesus was the Prince of Peace. He's still the Prince of Peace. Amen? And it says in verse 17, he sought a place of refuge. This is the end of his ministry. You know, I know for myself that ministry and a lot of people who are in the ministry know it's exhausting. Amen. So Jesus needed to rest too because mind you, he was still in a physical body. And and when you and so many people heard about his miracles and things, they wanted. They, 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 they flocked to Jesus. They wanted to follow him. In Matthew, the eighth chapter, in the 19th verse, it says, A certain scribe came and said unto him, Master, I will follow you wherever you go. So they're seeing all these miraculous events, and they're saying, Man, we, I'm going to follow you wherever you go. And Jesus said unto him, The foxes have holes, and the birds of the air have nests. 
but the son of man hath not where to lay his head. So he's saying, I just want a moment of rest. Even the birds can go somewhere to go to sleep. Even the, the foxes can go in a hole and sleep. But it seems like every time I turn around, somebody nudging me. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Amen. He was in the physical body. Amen. Somebody you can't see. They, they knocking on his door. They, they, you know, they, they want to be healed. I can understand that. And another one of his disciples said unto him, Lord, suffer me first to go and bury my father. And Jesus said unto him, follow me and let the dead bury their dead. And when he was entered into the ship, his disciple followed him. So this is the end of Jesus' ministry. And he's saying, man, I'm about to end my ministry. And I'm Jesus. I'm, I'm, I'm Jesus. And I'm about to, and you with me now, you want to go somewhere else? This might be the last time I ever see you. Don't you know sometimes when you see somebody, it might be the last time you ever see them? Yes. And then if you rush in, if, and if that's the case and you're rushing trying to do something else, let me do this. You're going to say, man, I wish I did something different. That's the last time. So Jesus said, let the dead bury the dead. And he entered the ship and his, and he followed, and his disciple followed him. This is right after he said, Man, the son of man has nowhere to lay his head. Then he went onto the ship. Ship, and he went onto the ship. It was a gasoline, so when he got to the other side, there was a crazy man over there. So he know he had to do some work there too. Amen. The man full possessed with demons. He had to go and deliver that man. So he said, "Let's go in the ship." So he thinking, he's saying to them, "I don't got a place to lay my head." So. Maybe I might catch a nap, you know, before I got to deal with this man full of, with a legion of demons. Maybe I might take a, and guess what? It was a storm. <laughs> it's tempest. Jesus in the bottom of the boat sleeping. Just got done working. Get ready to go work. Let Y'all, let me get some sleep. And he tried to say, okay, I'm going to say it. Jesus said it like this. Even I don't got a place to sleep. So let me just go in the bottom of this ship and go to sleep, y'all, okay? Next thing you know, the tempest came. Storms of life. Real storms say the waves tossed the sea to and fro, tossed the boats to and fro in the sea, and, and they got nervous and scared, the disciples. What the first thing they do? They ran down to wake up Jesus. Now imagine this man, he, do, he tired. He Jesus, but he tired, he in a physical body. Amen. Jesus, 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 save us. Whew. What are you going to say? Man, ye of little faith. Y'all could have did this. Let me sleep. I'm tired. Let me get what? A moment to rest. We talking about peace. Amen. And the disciple came to him and woke him saying, Lord, wake us up. Save us unless we perish. And he said unto them, why are ye fearful? Ye of little faith. Then he arose and rebuked the winds and the sea, and there was a great calm. Then they turned around after they woke him up and said, what manner of man is this? Even the winds and the sea obey him. But he just wanted to get some sleep. Amen. Jesus will move heaven and earth for you. Amen. 
He did it right here. He moved heaven and earth. And he let them know ahead of time, let me get some sleep, y'all. Even a bird can sleep. Even a fox can sleep. But can I get some sleep? Amen? Sometimes your culture wants you to be constantly in a state of reaffirmation. That means always having to prove yourself. Always having, having to say, uh, always having to perform to be accepted by somebody that Jesus lodged in Bethany. Jesus lodged in Bethany. So that's, that's a part of our scripture. Jesus found a place where he could get some sleep during the end of his ministry called Bethany. And we know that a certain thing about Bethany was that his friend, I say Jesus' good friend, Lazarus, lived there. I say his good friend because Jesus called Judas a friend too, amen? I wouldn't call him a good friend. He was a friend. Jesus said it. Friend. But Lazarus was a good friend. And so when you're around good people, around good friends, you can be yourself. You can relax. You don't got to worry about putting on a show. You don't have to worry about becoming something that you're not to please somebody else. You don't have to worry about people trying to get something from you. So this is where Jesus went to rest. And a lot of times people don't come to church because they feel like they got to meet, they got to be somebody else just to go into the church and they feel like they're not good enough or they're not, but just come and be yourself. Amen. Some people find it uncomfortable going to church because the culture makes you feel like you need to be more than who you are, but you don't have to be that. That's in a lot of people's mind. Amen. Because the only critic there is, is the devil. And he's the only one. He's, he's already been condemned, like we said earlier. Amen. So Jesus found peace with his friend Lazarus in Bethany. Amen. And we want to find peace, too. So we this this is telling me that you find peace among people who are not asking you for stuff, who are not trying to get something from you, who are not trying to make their situation better from what you got to offer. Get something from you and trying to kiss up or doing things that make the atmosphere um, uncomfortable. You want to be around people that you can be comfortable around. Amen. Someone who don't condemn you. You know, it reminds me of um, reminds me of a, a TV show that used to come on. Amen. The TV show Cheers. Amen. It used to come on, and I think it was the '90s, and the the theme song. Some it said, "Sometimes you want to go where everyone knows your name, and they're always glad you came. You want to be where you can see." Our troubles are all the same. You want to be where everyone knows your name. Now, it talks about you having problems. Making it in the world today may take give everything you got. Everybody got problems, amen? But you're not trying to impress somebody. You just want to go somewhere where you can relax. Everybody got a problem. 
I'm not judging your problem. You're not judging mine. I just want to relax. I just want a moment to rest. So even Jesus needed a moment to rest. We need a moment to rest. Going out on the world today, we need to rest. We need to relax. News coming at you 24-7, all about bad stuff and things and keep your mind racing. Even you open up the computer, they got news popping up, all this stuff. And if you don't watch it, it'd be an hour later. If you don't watch yourself, you get lost out in all that stuff that's taking you from your rest. So we want to make heaven our home. Amen. So while on earth, we want to be in places where we're comfortable around, where we can rest. Amen. A place where Jesus is welcome. Jesus was welcomed at Lazarus' house and he felt comfortable there. Right. So what do you think it will behoove you to think that your heart is a place where you want Jesus to be comfortable at? Your heart. You want a place where Jesus can come and get some rest in your heart. You want him to rest in your heart. In some places, he don't want to go there because he knows it's going to be, can I get a dollar? Can I get a car? Can I get a house? Can I get this position? Can I do this? Can I? No, just come here and relax with me. Chill with me, Jesus. I love you. I love you. Just say, just your prayer can just be, I love you. And you can say that about 900 times. And then get up off the prayer. You ain't asking for one job. One position. Amen. Sometimes Jesus want to go somewhere where he can rest. He don't got to be doing all this. He don't got to be healing the blind. He don't got to be delivering people. Amen. In the garden of Eden, there was, there was no deliverance ministry. Because, you know, when you in Jesus, it's just, you should just worship him. Amen. Make your environment a place Jesus loves to be. Amen. It's not about money, the fish, the loaves, the provisions, but it's about the fellowship. Think about that. Even worship. It's easier to worship if you got good fellowship. Fellowship is important. They say in the old church, there's no shit like fellowship. And we are a Christian fellowship. When Christ is invited in your heart and sucks with you and he with me, then there's fellowship. Amen. So I'll just bring this message today. Um, make your heart conducive to a place where Jesus wants to be. Amen. Amen. We thank God for this message on today. And we thank God for your listening and being prayerful in um, the deliverance of this message. Amen. Amen. Praise God.